Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer, a daily communal worship and prayer practice for followers of Christ. Our call to worship this morning comes out of Psalm 52. Hey, powerful person, why do you brag about evil? God's faithful love lasts all day long. Your tongue devises destruction. It's like a sharpened razor causing deception. You love evil more than good. You love lying more than speaking what is right. You love all destructive words. You love the deceiving tongue. But God will take you down permanently. He will snatch you up, tear you out of your tent, and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and be in awe. They will laugh at those people. Look at them. They didn't make God their refuge. Instead, they trusted in their own great wealth. They sought refuge in it to their own destruction. But I am like a green olive tree in God's house. I trust in God's faithful love forever and always. I will give thanks to you, God, forever, because you have acted. In the presence of your faithful people, I will hope in your name because it's so good. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of Genesis chapter 14, beginning in verse 8. Then the kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Berah, that is Zoar, took up battle positions in the Sedim Valley against King Chedorlaomer of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King Amraphel of Shinar, and King Arioch of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the Sedim Valley was filled with tar pits. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah retreated, they fell into them, and the rest fled to the mountains. They took everything from Sodom and Gomorrah, including its food supplies, and left. They also took Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and everything he owned, and took off. When a survivor arrived, he told Abram the Hebrew, who lived near the oaks of the Amorite Mamre, who was a brother of Eshkol and Aner, Abram's treaty partners. When Abram heard that his relative had been captured, he took all the loyal men born in his household, 318, and went after them as far as Dan. During the night, he and his servants divided themselves up against them, attacked, and chased them to Hobah, north of Damascus. He brought back all of the looted property together with his relative Lot and Lot's property, wives, and people. After Abram returned from his attack to Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom came out of the Shaveh Valley, that is, the king's valley, to meet him. Now Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and the priest of El Elyon, had brought bread and wine, and he blessed him. Bless Abram by El Elyon, creator of heaven and earth. Bless El Elyon, who gave you the victory over your enemies. Abram gave Melchizedek one-tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the property for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I promise the Lord, El Elyon, creator of heaven and earth, that I wouldn't take even a thread or a sandal strap from anything that was yours so that you couldn't say, I'm the one who made Abram rich. The only exception is that the young men may keep whatever they have taken to eat, and the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, may keep their share. Today's epistle reading is out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. Now the main point of what we are saying is this. We have this kind of high priest. He sat down at the right side of the throne of the majesty 
in the heavens. He's serving as a priest in the holy place, which is the true meeting tent that God, not any human being, set up. Every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices, so it's necessary for this high priest also to have something to offer. If he was located on earth, he wouldn't be a priest because there are already others who offer gifts based on the law. They serve in a place that is a copy and shadow of the heavenly meeting tent. This is indicated when Moses was warned by God when he was about to set up the meeting tent. See that you follow the pattern that I showed you on the mountain in every detail. But now Jesus has received a superior priestly service, just as he arranged a better covenant that is enacted with better promises. If the first covenant had been without fault, it wouldn't have made sense to expect a second. But God did find fault with them, since he says, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Judah. I will not, it will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue to keep my covenant, and I lost interest in them, says the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will place my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And each person won't ever teach a neighbor or their brother or sister saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least important of them to the most important, because I will be lenient toward their unjust actions and I won't remember their sins anymore. When it says new, it makes the first obsolete. And if something is old and outdated, it's close to disappearing. Today's Gospel reading is out of the Gospel of John, chapter 4, beginning in verse 43. After two days, Jesus left for Galilee. Jesus himself had testified that prophets have no honor in their own country. When he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen all the things he had done in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had been at the festival. He returned to Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. In Capernaum, there was a certain royal officer whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus was coming from Ju Judea to Galilee, he went out to meet him and asked Jesus if he would come and heal his son, for his son was about to die. Jesus said to him, Unless you see miraculous signs and wonders, you won't believe. The royal officer said to him, Lord, come before my son dies. Jesus replied, Go home, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and set out for his home. While he was on his way, his servants were already coming to meet him. They said, Your son lives. So he asked them at what time his son had started to get better. And they said, The fever left him yesterday at about one o'clock in the afternoon. Then the father realized that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son lives. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did while going from Judea to Galilee.
words of life, words of hope, give us strength and help us cope in this world wherever we roam. Ancient words will guide us home. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. of our faith handed down to this age came to us through sacrifice oh heed the faithful words of Christ ancient words ever true changing me and changing words impart ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words impart The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope in God's restoration of the world. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. We'll be reciting it every devotion between our song and prayer time. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. 
With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now let's enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you to lift your prayers silently or out loud, whichever is more comfortable, depending on where you find yourself participating with us today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church around the globe. Help us to be unified in your mission today. May we be great representatives of Christ wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering, whether sick, injured, or oppressed today. May they feel your comfort, strength, and peace. And Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers today. Lord, we come to you not just with needs, but also with thanksgivings for the many blessings that you've given us. We thank you for those blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. During this week's sermon, uh, Pastor Scott shared that we are a people of hope, and that allows us to lament, not because we think everything is hopeless, but because we know and have hope that this is not the way things are meant to be. I'll be honest, today's hymn to close today is Psalm 44, and it is not a very positive psalm. But it ends calling God to action and hoping and trusting that God will. So as we depart this time together on this Monday, when many of us feel already heavy burdened going into the week, go with these words of blessing and call to action today. Wake up. Why are you sleeping, Lord? Get up. Don't reject us forever. Why are you hiding your face, forgetting our suffering and oppression? Look, we're going down to the dust. Our stomachs are flat on the ground. Stand up. Help us. Save us for the sake of your faithful love. The God who is faithful in loving us can and will do these things. 
Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Ancient Words, performed by Ryan Gage, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible, and all scripture readings were by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was provided generously by Keller Gage. Today's episode was recorded, mixed, and produced by Caleb Daniels.